0: to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, I've got the pleasure of having Paul Theravaju here with me today. He is a sales trainer at Atlantic
1: Broadband. Paul, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: And I apologize for butchering your name, but I gave it my best shot.
1: <laughs> I'm all shocked when people pronounce my name correctly when they when they butcher it. So, funny, uh, I suppose. So
0: the reason I wanted to chat with you today, and I'm so happy you're with me, is uh, we talk to individuals uh, on the show that are uh, basically trying to navigate this new world that we live in. But you get to uh, make sure 40 sales warriors in your organization are relevant on point in closing deals. So you have to have your finger on the pulse to make sure you give them the right training they need for this current climate. How are you seeing the sales climate out there?
1: Um, You know, like everyone has mentioned, and talked about, you know, the world have changed and everything has changed. So I think, you know, I'm really paying attention to that and I think the first step is you know I as a sales train I had to change uh, you know before I could train the reps because prior to this you know I've done training for the last 10, 10 12 years and I was about ninety percent in person you know on the field working with the reps with this being going on I'm reverse I'm to totally ninety percent ninety five percent doing virtual so for me I had to realize that hey the way I used to train I the way I used to communicate, uh, work with reps have to change. So if I'm changing, then, you know, the rep has to change as well because the world is changing. So it's a constant change that, you know, we have to evolve when it started with me. And then once I realized that the change I had to make and make the change, then I work with the reps to help them uh, make the changes.
0: Brilliant. So give me like a real world kind of example of uh, how your training has changed from uh, when it was physical face-to-face, in-person. To when it's virtual. So tell me about some of the benefits of being virtual, because I'm sure there are some, and some of the things that you think uh, are a detriment to the training process.
1: Sure. So the change is one, you know, I used to go up with the reps and so work with them one-on-one and, you know, being with a customer facing scenarios. So when I'm up in the field, I could actually see them uh, conversing, working with the customers and, you know, able to provide in the moment coaching. Uh, so that has changed now because we're not able to do that reps are not able to go out. So the uh, the detriment first of all is that I think we lose that interaction, the rapport building. When in front of a person, it's so much easier to build a rapport and, and, and you know, get on the same page. So that is totally gone now. So you have to find ways to, you know, quickly build a rapport, either on the phone, or, you know, virtually through video conference conferencing. The benefit, though, however, is in the past you know, you only could see you know four to five customers a day because of your you know the travel the time. Now, literally, you can see ten to fifteen customers a day on a video conference without leaving uh, you know your office. So, so that's probably the benefit. Now, I don't know if you want to do fifteen to 20, 10 customers a day it could be a little bit of a drain, but it allows you more uh, more more customer uh, to contact. So realistically, what are you
0: seeing as the real numbers for your sales team? Are they doubling the number of appointments or is it less? Is it
1: more? You know, that, that's, that's a conundrum we face because I think a lot of the – we talk about change. I think people are still hoping and wishing that they'll go back to the, the old days and therefore are not really you know moving towards increasing. But those who have adopted the reality now – I definitely seeing more uh, uh, people, so you know they are making an effort to see more customers on a daily basis, make more calls because you can do it at the comforts of your home. But again, the other challenges are, you know, your distractions and all the things. So yeah, I think it has ha- has gone up, you know, overall, but still, you know, I think a challenge we face.
0: What's outstanding is the illusion we had of, all right, I'm going to meet with Paul. I'm going to drive to this location. This going to be a restaurant. I've not seen Paul before. So Paul will be coming in. So every patron that comes into that restaurant, I'm looking over, is that Paul? Is that not Paul? And then you might show up 10 minutes late. Then we have a half hour meeting. And then I drive back to my office. Then it was a two hour yep. thing for a 15 minute conversation. And now we can actually get those conversations done and everyone saves time.
1: Yeah, that is the truth. But the challenge is, People are afraid to do this because they're still convinced they can build a rapport quickly in person. So even those 15 minutes, I'll leave that knowing that I'm your friend. But if you do this virtually, I may not leave that having the same feeling because you know, I'm not in person with you. So, so that's a challenge people are facing. It's like, so, well, I'm comfortable to do this. So I'm
0: going to give you uh, uh, my hypothesis on this. Because okay. that sounds like bullshit. And here's why.
1: Uh, <laughs> exactly,
0: Because if in my head and in my mindset is like, we're not going to connect in that same profound way because we're not in person. If I come to the meeting with that mindset, I set the tone for the meeting and I almost create a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I'm sure if you got more, other reps that are very, very sociable, that they'll kind of know where the kids go to school, things in common, that. We need to change the mindset of our
1: salespeople to allow more opportunities to create that rapport. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm trying to work with the reps is change. How do you change your approach? You cannot, you know, bind to that, uh, you know, that the, the theory that just because I'm not meeting in person, I, I cannot build the same rapport. So one of the key challenges and the key uh, uh, initially, you know, I think we've come a long way since when we first started with my teams is to re, hey. Get out of your mind that just because you're doing virtually, you cannot build a rapport. I've you know talked to some little skill, skill sets and some activities to help build that. So, yeah, you're right. It's all in your head. and Once you get that out, you can build the same rapport uh, over, you know, over video conferencing than you would as in person. And I think
0: paradoxically, sometimes actually the meetings over uh, Zoom or video conferencing uh, sometimes are actually uh, richer and more to the point than it would have been if it was a physical face-to-face, in some paradoxical way, it's actually more intimate.
1: Yeah. Does that sound um, like I, think more, yeah. I, think I think it's more, uh, not just more intimate, but you definitely can control the agenda a little better because, you know, you're limited to, because we are in face-to-face, you can go on a wild goose tangent and talking about something that's not relevant. But when you are in, on, on a video conferencing on the phone, you have to be intentional what you're going to talk about. So creating an agenda, having topics to talk about will keep you on track.
0: So by intimate, I think I misspoke. Uh, what I find is when I'm doing a meeting like this, like you and I are actually recording an audio podcast, but we're seeing each other is that I give you more attention mm-hmm. on this video conference than I would have in person. Cause I would have liked looked at what's behind you, maybe looked at my watch that I would have had the illusion that I'm paying attention. But the reality is I pay more attention because when I'm not paying attention, you notice it instantly on a video conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but well, you know, the, on the other side, too, is, you know, a lot of people who we meet with are not uh, familiar with taking meetings, you know, from home. And now you have distractions of your kids running around you, your dog's popping up, you know, your spouse walks in, you know. So there are other distractions that, you know, yes. we're not here to face with. So, again, it's, it's a mindset. Um, I don't know, you know, if we all have figured out the signs. I think we all have definitely gotten better at this. So both parties, you know, the, your customers and uh, us salespeople. So we are moving the right direction. But I think um, it has been a great challenge. But I think we, I think we almost at the threshold. We've crossed that challenge and you know becoming more proficient in, in our uh, process.
0: And I think I have like this illusion that things are better than they are because I happen to live alone. and I don't have the dogs and the kids and the spouse that could be interrupting. But uh, sometimes those happenstances uh, just bring in humanity into the call. And sometimes it just breaks the barriers like, you know, hey, you got kids, I got kids. Uh, Because in my worldview is uh, when we came out of the caves, uh, our survival depended on the tribe. If you didn't have a tribe, you were dead. And we have this need to Uh, be part of a tribe and when you see that humanity on the other side of the video conference that it builds a bond that uh, uh, helps the whole situation
1: yeah definitely you know being working uh, alone from home has definitely been a challenge for some people so you know we we also do other fun activities like i host uh, virtual happy hours and different things to create that feeling of camaraderie to help you know through the process so um, it, it is like like i said you know uh, the question is: the world has changed. The world has changed. How have you have uh, changed to catch up with that? If you haven't changed, then you are not, you know, moving forward. So uh, that's the key word: is you know, what have we done? Either as a sales trainer, or as a sales rep, what have you done? What have you changed to to acclimate to the new environment? So, Paul, I don't
0: want you to name names, but you got forty candidates that you're coaching. So I want you to think about one of those people that uh, was resisting change, you know, with this pandemic and what was the pivotal moment where you got them to understand? Cause sometimes you can tell people you need to do this and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't change anything. Tell me about one of those cases where you actually got the change after a little while and what you think the pivotal moment was that got them to see the epiphany.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, yeah, a, a couple of uh, reps come to mind and I think, you know, you know, what we initially did was, you know, really worked on a team level. Hey, you know, here's some of the skill sets. And I think, you know, really having them learn some skill sets. How do you build rapport, you know, over virtual or phone? Uh, because we, we never had to do that. So educating them in those little processes and then, you know, giving them some uh, tidbits, you know, I've done. So I had to change. Like I said, my change was first. So once I learned how to communicate and train, we you uh, know, virtual, I was able to pass on some of those skill sets. So uh, as, as we worked in the group and, you know, the challenge was getting them to try it. I think when somebody tried it, this this particular rep, when they actually tried it and saw results, they were now hooked on it. So, in fact, this one rap now, you know, he used to be out in the field a lot. Now he doesn't. He just does everything virtually. He's really excited about it. He's really, you know, gung-ho because he sees the results and he sees the efficiency. So I think, you know, trying it and seeing the results what, you know, uh, Sure. But uh,
0: let's call this person Tom. Let's hope that's not his real name. <laughs> so Tom, I'm, I'm guessing like the first few times you told him to do it this way, because we all have this resistance to change, yeah. that there must have been some pushback. And how did you keep on reinforcing it so he actually gave it a go?
1: Yeah. So in a few ways, um, I work with the managers as well. Since, you know, I'm a trainer, I don't have people reporting to me directly. So I work with the managers and then we do one on one shadowing session. So, and I would actually jump on and watch and, you know, provide immediate feedback. So just like as I would go out in the field with them. I do one-on-one sessions with them uh, virtually. So here I can listen to them talk, you know, provide immediate feedback, and then you know, and so when they make the next call, they're making the changes that we coach to. So that's how we got the ball rolling. Was you know those one-on-one coaching that I did, and obviously the managers helped as well.
0: Brilliant. So as we come out of this pandemic. By the way, uh, we've got a pool going on. I'm saying uh, uh, June 6th is going to be the day that we're back. Uh, maybe wishful thinking. But at some point, we're going to go back where we can go visit people and see people. How do you foresee the the change in the sales department? Because some people might be embracing this new way of doing business. Yeah. And some people not. So how are you setting expectations for your sales team when that day comes?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I started talking about recently because, you know, like I said, things, you know, on track to get better. Whether it does or not, we'll see. But the fact is, I think you know one of the challenges uh, um, I've been talking to people is just because things are getting better, you don't want to you don't want to wishfully wish uh, let's go back to the good old days. Even if things change, it's not going to be the good old days. The people are used to you know video conferencing. People are used to working from home. People are used to doing business differently. So just because things are changing and you know on the on the tra- trajectory to get better it won't be the good old ways. So you have to figure out what the new normal is you know, going to be and how are you going to acclimate to that. So first of all, mindset, like you said earlier, don't think things are going to go back the way they are. They're not. They will be better but different. And then, again, how is that going to impact you? So start figuring out now how you're going to move into the new environment. So your mindset change is where I'm working with right now. So uh, how do you envision that new world looking like? Like <laughs> You know, if I can figure that out, I'll be a rich man, but I'll write a book and let you know. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a combination of some of what we used to do. I think, you know, there will be some face-to-face and, you know, more increasingly but I think also a lot of them would want to just meet like this because it wasn't only efficient for the reps to make ten calls; it's also efficient to the business owner to not have to you know schedule a meeting, take time to go and meet you. He can do it, you know, he or she can do it virtually from you know where they are. So I think that's the first concept we have to do. I think the biggest change we have to do is you know back to what we call building rapport. How do you build rapport either in in the instance of face to face or in you know, a virtual? I think you've got to be good at both. So I think the skill set now is going to be. You know, not just in person, but also virtual. Go, and I have to be able to be good in both moving forward. So, I'm going to give three pieces of
0: advice: how to build rapport. Uh, You may want to take notes, Paul and listeners. (laughs) One, talk about politics; that always helps. (laughs) Then talk about religion. But I think the third (laughs) one might be the only one I'd suggest using. Is it's a really good excuse for your sales reps and everyone listening to reach out to each one of your customers and say, you know, hey, we've been doing these. A conversations over Zoom, and we used to do them in person, what's working better for you? Mm-hmm. And I think having those conversations with people, and some people are going to go, oh my God, I miss meetings. And I suspect what's going to happen is they'll want some physical meetings. And then after that, it's like, nah, don't bother coming. Let's do Zoom. <laughs> and I was just talking to somebody in Athens, Greece today. And she's like, oh my God, I miss going to restaurants. restaurant. They're like in total lockdown. Uh, I, I miss all that stuff. And I think some customers are going to go, you know what? Meeting virtually is, let's just meet like once a year in person. The rest of the time, let's just meet virtually because it's effective and efficient for everyone. And so I think asking is really important and uh,
1: people want to be asked. Yeah. Yeah, I agree totally with you. So, you know, and I think, you know, I was going to mention another point is part of moving forward. You know, it's not so much, I think a lot of people, uh, we, we think about sales people, hey, I can help you through this pandemic. I can help you in business. I think that's a fallacy. How are you going to help somebody or help yourself when what you're facing is a truly unknown? Nobody has lived through something like this that I know of. And to to come out and say, I can help you through these times, man, that's BS. I mean, you know, so more like what you say, it's understanding, asking, how do we collaborate? Hey, listen, let me collaborate with you to see how we can move forward. You know, I'll draw from my experiences, my company's resources. You share with me what your business uh, uh, industry is like, what your vertical looks like. And together, let's collaborate to move forward. because. I surely don't have the answers to help you because this is new to me as it is to you. So yeah, asking is going to be key. So I think uh, here's some homework for you,
0: Paul. You didn't expect homework on this podcast. (laughs) But since you got 40 reps, Uh ask your 40 reps to talk to five of their favorite customers each and ask their customers, you know, what's something they learned from the pandemic to improve their business or deal with what's going on. And I think what that would do is that would create a kick-ass amazing research project that every single one of your customers would want to know. And it would be a great thing for salespeople to reach out, especially new customers. You know, we've interviewed uh, 200 of our customers and here are the best practices that they're using to thrive in this environment. And come back on the podcast, share that with us. Because I think what we need to do is not just sell them whatever we sell them, but if we can give them insights to improve their business, Exactly. We build trust, we build connection, and we build loyalty. That the next uh, cuter-looking uh, Zoom meeting doesn't take that account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think insight is key. Uh, you know, a lot of salespeople sometimes miss that because you know, as salespeople sometimes you're driven to sell. You got to meet your quota. You got to meet your numbers. Uh, uh, you know, and and that's all important. But like you said, insight is going to give you a leg up on the other salespeople are competing with because everybody wants to sell. But, you know, we all want to be helped. We all want to learn. And so I think if you touch on that point, and I like the idea, but asking, you know, what have the prospects have learned? So uh, you, I'm assuming you have asked that what maybe one or two overall uh, answers you've gotten. So in asking people, it's really
0: been how do we stay connected with our team when they're remotely situated? Because how do you keep that connection? So what I do with my team every morning is I've got a small team of three people but I recommend this to people with larger teams as well, is that morning group meeting. We have a quote of the day and a different team member gets to do the quote of the day and they go, you know, this is the quote of the day. This is what it means to me. We discuss around it. What's the number one thing you want to accomplish today? Is there anything that could get in the way of you not doing that? And then if someone's got a problem, then either the team helps them solve it or the manager goes, let's do an offline thing for a couple of minutes. And the next day, whoever's leading the meeting that day uh, is going to ask, did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish yesterday? And I think it keeps everybody on the same page. It distributes leadership around everybody. And uh, it's actually one of my favorite times of the day.
1: Yeah, I see. I think it's the the Agile Manifesto principle, uh, Scrum meetings that we did. Yeah, so I've done that previously as well. So yeah, it helps definitely. Uh, staying connected, and you know, we do huddles. What we call huddles. So nice. You uh, know, because it's a larger group, so we meet uh, a little bit less frequently. We meet. You know, we used to meet three times a week. Now we are down to two, but you know, similar concept. But I mean, when we promote learning and teaching, and uh, rotate the leadership around.
0: And it comes down to that relationship. How do you keep that relationship going? And how do you get that relationship? Because uh, even in your team, and a lot of times in sales teams, people uh, want to look braver than they are and more awesome than they are. And I think if you get a team where someone can say, you know, I don't feel the magic today or I'm really frustrated, uh, it turns out at the end of the day, people do not go, "Aha! I knew Paul was a weakling. What people do is they go, oh my God, Paul. We had the same thing in this company. How can I help you? And transparency and vulnerability is the pathway, their strength really is.
1: Yeah, we, we know one of the things that has happened with this is we are uh, spread across the eastern seaboard. And so we have different teams that pre- prior to this, had no idea who the other team members were in the other companies, other you know, the division. So by doing this, we all know who everybody is, and and people are starting to reach across you know uh, different states. So hey, does somebody from Florida will call somebody from Pennsylvania and say, hey, listen, I have this issues. How did you help with? So we have created more collaboration and camaraderie uh, in doing these uh, times and doing these uh, meetings as well.
0: Brilliant. Uh- Paul, thanks so much for being on the program today. Uh, the 20 minutes zipped by super quickly. Thanks so much.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you
0: enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results.